Open up, Joshua said, as he dipped his in the and pressed it to my lips. I shouldn't, I murmured, but I opened wide anyway. <laughs> Disgusting, and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Bim. Hey, Nicole. How are you today? You know, I'm present. Mm. <laughs> it's Scorpio season and I am present. I never know any season beyond Aries. So, um, yay for Scorpios, I guess. Wow, that was, that was entirely needless. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for that Would lukewarm toast. A- <laughs> Literally in the middle of Scorpio season. Wow. <laughs> All right. Cool story. Cool story. Well, today we're going to talk about someone who is uh, a Gemini. A Gemini man. Yes. And, um, you know, he is someone that I came to late in life, shall we say. I see. Um, but I'm here. Yeah. I'm here now. And, okay. I, and I understand why he has been, you know, a part of um, Thirst Culture for 20 years. Listen, so I came to him closer to the beginning of those 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, the direct opposite of you. <laughs> I have been drinking at this particular fountain for a very long time. <sighs> Should I just say who he is? Yes. It's Joshua Jackson. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love thee, Joshua. Um, I have, I've had a very long-term crush on him. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Like, he was very much just like the basic idea. Because mm-hmm. this is the thing. We talk a lot on the show about when thirsts are first kind of um, introduced and how that impacts what you go on to like. Right. For me, the blueprint is kind of teenage, pacey, mm-hmm. even though he was clearly not a teenager when he was playing. Right. <laughs> but like very, very important. And yeah. then over the years, he's matured. He's mm-hmm. kind of like thickened a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> And there's just <laughs> there's just a lot of there's a lot of love for Joshua that I I'm very excited for us to kind of explore this episode. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a really uh, bonding experience. This is yeah, going to be a I'm, good I'm, it's going to be a good conversation. Okay, I'm ready to hear why I should have picked up on Joshua Pacey Jackson um, <laughs> much sooner. But like I said, I'm here now and I'm I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> what a calling card! All right, let's get into it. So, Nicole. Yes. We are talking about Joshua Jackson this week. Yes. Does he like to be called Josh? Because sometimes he's Joshua, sometimes he's Josh. Sometimes he's Van City Jacks. We don't know. Right, right, right. Okay. I think I'm going to say Joshua, a la Rachel from Friends. His name yes. is Joshua. I like Joshua. I dated Same. a Joshua right. and I would call him Joshua because it's the way, it's when you say it, mm. it's the way a kiss forms. Yes. It's like a little open it, mouth. That's it. It um, ends on a sigh. Yeah, a little push of the tongue and then... Uh, Yes, Joshua. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. We've already All got right. ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Let's pull this um, shit back. Pull it yes. back, Nicole. Let's begin at the and very beginning. Joshua Jackson is another person that I did not realize I could feel this way about. Mm, in what way? Explain yourself. Again, because I'm not familiar with much of his filmography. I see. Um, like, obviously, I knew of him. Mm-hmm. Knew who he was, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't stick with a lot of work that he did which is not necessarily a fault of him it was just no 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 um because he has a very youthful face he has been in a lot of young um targeted or young audience targeted uh work which as you know is not anything that um moves me often right so i didn't 
I just didn't sit down with the stuff that he did. I, f- I get that. I fully understand that. And you're right about the youthful face. I mm-hmm. think people forget that he actually came up as a child actor. Mm-hmm. I think often about generational differences where everyone's like, oh, that person is this. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you something, <laughs> young person. But my initial introduction to Joshua Jackson was when we were both children. Aww. <laughs> so I watched him in, and I'm not even ashamed because I love those movies. He was in the Mighty Ducks movies. Yes. And now... Mm-hmm. This, I was watching this shit in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. There's no ice hockey in Nigeria. Okay. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> like, it is not our natural sports <laughs> in Nigeria. But I remember for those years, I was like, you know what? I think I could really get into ice hockey. Fair. Right? <laughs> I can understand why. But I, I was really into it. But of course, really, my real full on love for him mm-hmm. didn't form until Dawson's Creek, which I watched diligently and you only discovered a couple of years ago right um and i was like look i'm not gonna start this shit from the beginning so i went on twitter and i said i said where should i start and everyone was like season three that's the most pacey centric one Mm. so i started watching it and i was like what in the hell why (laughs) (laughs) why is this show not called pacey's creek because pacey is the motherfucking star we knew this oh my god like dawson Okay, we're not going to talk about Dawson because no. we want, we're not going to get not distracted. that episode. No, no. Um, and it will never be. <laughs> um. <laughs> Way to lay that out there. Let me tell you something. It's never going to happen. Don't even ask. But I was like, who is the grown man that they have modeled Pacey after? Because he, <sighs> like, even though I know that he's supposed to be in high school right, right now, and you know, whatever, there's some like weird time warp thing happening as I'm watching it in 2017, right. 2018, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, Pacey, what'd it do? He's a man. And they basically said, hey, why don't you go be a 17-year-old boy in a school? And it's like, bruh. And it's nothing to do with his physicality. It's right. not like he's like some big man. He looks like right. a young guy. Right. It's not that. It's it's the the depths to him. Like you look at him, you look into his eyes and you're like, motherfucker, you are not acting. Right. <laughs> he felt like a real man. He felt like a man. He felt like any romance novel hero. Yes. You know, that you kind of yes. have to like polish a little bit to That's get it. to. Yeah. Like a 80s, early 90s romance novel hero yeah. where you have to do a, you know, maybe a little bit more emotional labor than you would like yes. to. But he, the way that he would, when he was with uh, Joey, mm-hmm. and he would kind of like touch her very softly mm-hmm. on her arm yeah. and, and try to get her to open up about her reservations and yeah. the things that she was concerned about. Yeah. The way that he would try to seduce somebody. Yeah. He that was a grown I can't say anything man. else but as he was a grown man he was so mature mm-hmm. even though he was um, in his 20s playing this character he was still so good yes. just so um, earnest and mm-hmm. he was so sincere yes and when he would be in pain you know some kind of emotional uh, situation that would happen and he would be in pain and like crying I was just like oh my god you mm-hmm. are incredible. Like, yeah. His talent at such a young age, yes. I, it's mind-blowing. 
he's a very naturalistic performer. Mm-hmm. I think he's someone who, I, like you said, I don't know his process, but he feels like someone who looks at the environment and then creates around mm-hmm. what he can see, what he can think, what he can touch. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a scene in particular when you talk about how tender he is. And mm-hmm. it's not just with Joey, by the way, because before he's with Joey, he has this wonderful girlfriend called Andy who has lots of problems and is mm-hmm. working through them. Yeah, And he has like friends and he's very much everybody's friend. He's the kind of guy who kind of like melds in with every group. Right. So he's very tender with all of his female friends, all of his male friends. He's oddly, he's, you know, there's a terrible phrase from the 90s. You know, you said he's a metrosexual, but he was very much, he cared about how he looked and he cared about his friends. And he was just like this nice guy. And there's a scene where he does something. It's a very famous scene. There are lots of people, (laughs) those of us who watch this shit back in the day. I only have to look into their eyes and say very softly. And it's, it's this scene. You bought me a wall? Not bought, rented. And this thing didn't come cheap either. It cost me a hundred bucks. You bought me a wall? You said that already. Look, it's a limited time offer, so you should get cracking. <laughs> Macy, did you fail to notice the size of this thing? I just thought your next endeavor should be bigger and better than your last one. It was important that you keep on growing both as a person and as an artist. I also got you this. Now, I know it's not going to cover the whole thing, but as the saying goes, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. I'm going to need your help on this one. Oh, no, 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 no. Not this time. You're on your own, sister. So, listen. Oh, my God. The writing on this show was often melodramatic to the point of ridiculata. Right. Where you're kind of like, why on earth is this 17-year-old talking like a 35-year-old man who has been to therapy (laughs) (laughs) post-divorce? However... However, it worked. <laughs> Especially when it was Pacey doing the talking of these ridiculous words. Mm-hmm. Because that whole scene, like you're just putting your hands to your chest and you're like, oh my God, he loves us so much. When he said, you said that already. It, I mean, it's both sweet and also like, okay, come on, catch up. <laughs> right. let's, it's a little let's, sassy. <laughs> let's move on to the important thing exactly. here, which is, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in your art. Yeah. And I want you to succeed. Listen. That is so important. That's my love language. Oh, my God. Buy me a fucking wall, bruh. (sighs) (laughs) When I watched that as a teenager slash, uh, yeah, I must have been a teenager. Mm -hmm. I remember kind of thinking, oh, my God, I just love that love. (laughs) Like, I I thought that entirely without any self-critique. I was like, oh, no, no, I'm worth that and more. Also, can I just point out how not cheap back then was 100 bucks? (laughs) Shout out to capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's also... He bought her this wall, or rented, you know, yes. the wall, said, I believe in you, I believe in your art, I want you to, I want you to have whatever you need to move forward. And mm. she's like, well, I need your help. He's like, no, this is all you. Listen. So he's got out of the way. Listen. There, he, oh, oh my, my gosh. Do you, okay, listen. He got <laughs> out of the way. And Nicole, I am so aroused right now. <laughs> Can I just say? He was not trying to take credit for anything that she was going to do with that wall. Never. He just wanted to give her the tool she needed and then just let her go. Listen, he would never, ever propose to her on her graduation day. Oh, <laughs> that's my biggest, most pointless pet peeve of all time. And, and understand that Pacey would never do that. Never. Ugh, that's uh, bae. But there's another scene that you particularly responded to. Now, oh my God. like I said, I, I was watching this as a teenager, so I had uh, appropriately teenage responses yeah. to it. But it kind of hits different when you're watching this particular scene and you're a grown-up and you've been through some things. Yes. And you... <laughs> And you are coming back into the world and you're just kind of, you're kind of like looking for a sign. You're looking for hope. You're looking to understand that men, while mostly terrible, 
are sometimes redeemable. Yes. So this scene is, um, it's a prom or some kind of dance. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. It's a prom. Mm-hmm. And Pacey has gone with Andy. Yes. His girlfriend. Yes. Joey is there with Dawson. Yep. Dawson has given her a pair of earrings that she really didn't like, yeah. but she wore them because, you know. It's what you do. It's what you do. Shout and out also, to patriarchy. Dawson was just her, I don't know, her he, North Star for so long. I mean, he was in a way her North Star, but also her white whale. She always yes. felt like she never deserved him. And I wanted to say it to her sis. <laughs> you are worth five million of dollars. I have so many problems with Joey. Oh, I mean, listen. Oh, anyway. Yes. He comments that the earrings are not her, but he sees that she's wearing this very pretty bracelet. And he says, this bracelet is more you. It's not, you know, gaudy. and You know, it's a little uh, annoying because it's almost like yeah. it gets to the point, you know, like one of those controlling boyfriends who's yeah. like, this isn't you. You need to wear this. Yeah. But it's also sweet, and we'll figure out why it's sweet in the rest of this clip. This is you. It's not showy or gaudy. Just simple. Elegant. Beautiful. It's my mom's bracelet. I know. How do you know? Well, because you told me. Six months ago. You were wearing that uh, blue sweater, the snowflakes that you have. You were walking down the hallways at school. I was annoying you as per <laughs> usual. I said, look, Pacey, I just found my mother's bracelet this morning, so why don't you cut me some slack? <laughs> Remember that? charged up bitch oh my god oh my god so there's a number of things in that scene there is of course the dreary music which (laughs) shout out to its time (laughs) but there's also a sweet undercurrent like what joey is experiencing is a person saying hey i see you Yes. And most recently, we talked about that with Hot Priest, how he mm-hmm. sees Fleabag and understands her. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening in this scene. Right. Pacey sees Joey. He, sees he remembers it. Joey. He Look. listens to the fact that she delivers in an offhand manner. Yes. She's not She's not telling him this stuff so she can quiz him later. Yes. But when you think about someone, when you care about someone, you remember the shit that they say. Yes. And it's a dead giveaway when someone's kind of like, oh, yeah. And let me tell you the details of that day. It was a sunny Thursday. <laughs> I was in the hallway. I was annoying you as per usual, which don't think we didn't notice that, Pacey. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. He's, you know, you thought I was this and then you mentioned your mom. So at this point, we know that Joey's family situation is kind of, you know, a mixed bag. Her father is incarcerated. Her older sister is kind of like looking after the whole situation. Her mother has passed away. There's a lot of just like baggage there. And she's working through it and it makes stuff difficult. So for Pacey to have noticed the you know the bracelet to have remembered what it meant like that's i don't know man that's pure sex to me it is so incredibly hot and sweet yes <laughs> the, the twin towers yes. of, of real thirst is it hot is it sweet put it in my bag yes and but also with that scene pacey is running his hands his fingers like the back of his fingers up and down her arm. She's wearing like a spaghetti strap dress, so her <sighs> arms are exposed, yeah. right? Fashion. <sighs> he is 
lightly touching her back. And they're doing a very simple, slow two-step on the dance floor, right? Because who knows what mu- the real music that's right, playing right, right. You know, at the time. And it just created this very intimate bubble of yes. just the two Bubble of them. is right. Yes. yes. And then he leans in even closer. Bitch. <laughs> and whispers, I remember everything. He says it right above her ear. That yeah. kind of <sighs> shit that makes... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm not okay. So, but the idea of someone being able to kind of um, duplicate real emotion, yeah, in a way that feels authentic, and yeah. you don't feel cheated, you don't yes. feel as though you're being kind of led down a garden path. You just think to yourself, "Wow, I yeah. feel, I know what I'm supposed to be feeling, and I'm feeling it." Yes, so because part of the things that you know kind of pull me away from Dawson's Creek or the rest of it when I'm watching it is. The language does not feel natural in some of the other um, actors' mouths. The the circumstances, of course, they have to be outsized because we're watching it. It's a television show. Mm-hmm. But some of the, you know, that kind of, it will pull me away. Mm-hmm. But with Joshua Jackson as Pacey, I am on the edge of my seat. All the way. I'm standing up. And when he's having moments of high passion, you know, when he's just like mad at someone, when he's you know, trying to seduce someone. I'm cheering him on in my <laughs> living room. Like, you know, all this stuff. Like, I really feel invested in his performance. And I yes. think that carries on into his other performances later in life once he leaves Dawson's Creek behind. I think that's very important. But before we leave Dawson's Creek behind, I want to just mention one scene which comes at the very end of the series. So at this point, Pacey has been essentially in love with Joey for literally 10 years. Mm. He is kind of broken up about it they've at this point they've been together they've broken up they've got back together it's been a mess you know that whole thing of just like trying to figure out yourself and Mm -hmm. another person Mm -hmm. and sometimes the two things don't match and so it's been one of those just one of those experiences where you kind of think well if they were going to do it they would have done it and it's not happening and that's fine it's whatever and so they come together. It's a final episode. They're, they've come together for a very sad reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine to spoil this now. But <laughs> Jen is dead. And it is, I mean, first of all, fuck everyone right. involved in that decision. The best right. actor and the best. Like, right. You know, what? you know what? Joke's on you because Michelle Williams is that bitch. Exactly. <laughs> listen and listen well. But that's a podcast for another fucking day. In any case, they're there at Jen's funeral and they're kind of in the kitchen together. At this point, Pacey is working in a big city. He's mm-hmm. working in master of his own kitchen. You know, Joey's out in New York doing literary shit and whatnot, which sure, why not? <laughs> and then they're in the kitchen and they just have this little moment and... At this point, you can tell, going back to that feeling of therapy, here is a man who has worked through some shit and he's kind of like, you know what? (laughs) What I'm going to do is release myself from Mm. a cycle of bad behavior that is not advancing or progressing my life in the way that I want it to. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take some control here. I'm going to lay my cards on the table and then I'm going to retreat. But it's not out of fear or cowardice. Mm -hmm. It is purely for the sake of moving on to something bigger, something other than this. And the scene is electrifying. And there is a particular line, which I'm sure you'll recognize it when you hear it. But, oh, my God, let's let's watch this. You're off the hook. What? You're off the hook. I've never really put much faith in all that if you love someone, set them free crap, as evidenced by everything I've done in my life up to this very moment, but I am determined to be happy, Joy. Happy in this life. And I love you. I mean, I always... I have always, always loved you. But our timing has just never been right. And the way I figure it, time is no man's friend. 
So I have to get right with that and be happy now. Because this is it. I mean, this is all that we get. This is one thing I've learned from losing Jen. That's what I've learned. Peace. Actually, I... um, hold on, I'm not done yet. Because I also want for you to be happy. It's really important for me that you be happy. So I want you to be with someone, whether it be Dawson or a New York guy or some man that you haven't even met yet. But I want you to be with someone who can be a part of the life that you want for yourself. I want you to be with someone who makes you feel like I feel when I'm with you. So, I guess the point of this long run on sentence that's been the last 10 years of our lives is just that the simple act of being in love with you was enough for me. So you're off the hook. <sighs> okay, so... The simple act, bitch, of being in love with you is in Mother, what? Listen, I have not finished Dawson's Creek, so I have not gotten all the way to that point. I knew, like, uh -huh. you know, I knew what would happen to Jen and all that stuff. Hmm. So this is actually my first time hearing this. Oh. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I almost want to cry, and I have skipped. Like, I haven't even gotten to this shit. He is. Uh... <laughs> he's so evolved and he's so natural. And again, that performance, the bit when his voice cracks a little bit when he says, I've been in love with, I've always yes. loved you. And you kind of think to yourself, he has. We watched it. He has always been in love with you, Joey, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Come on, pick it up. I this I have speech... such affection for yeah, him. Yeah, um, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. The way that he imbues Pacey Again, with that wisdom that he should mm -hmm. not have. Mm -hmm. But life, you know, kind of forces you to grow up a little bit. Listen. Um, wow. It's just incredible work. Listen, we spent far too long um, on Pacey. Yes. And there was so much more to Joshua Jackson. But Pacey was an outsized uh, sort of figure. I think for me as a teenager and for Nicole as a grown woman, yeah. that we had to spend that much time. Because I think also he's that is the bulk of so many people's, that is the nexus of so many people's mm -hmm. desire mm -hmm. for Joshua Jackson is, is imbued in this boy who for the longest time was a man. Yeah. Like in the shape of a boy. And there's yeah. something very adult and grown up about this character that we all recognize even then. Mm -hmm. And that thing about, it's very rare that you fancy somebody at 15 and you fancy them at 40. Right. And that I think that speaks to how well written the character was, but also yes. how well performed the character yes, was. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm amazed, like I said, that I am watching this or mm -hmm. that I started watching it almost 20 years after it first aired. And I am still in awe catching all the feelings yeah. you should have caught yeah. right isn't that lovely on a time delay yeah. first on a time delay I love I, it so I much I love it <laughs>So let's move on to some of the other things that uh, Joshua Jackson has done in his career because mm -hmm. he's also one of those actors who has been working pretty regularly for a very long time. Right. And again, um, stuff that I may not have necessarily seen, but mm -hmm. I have heard so many people go on and on about it, like yeah. uh, his part in Cruel Intentions. Yes. So many people when I would say, um, I think we're going to do an episode about Joshua Jackson at some point. 
they would talk about obviously Pacey and then Cruel Intentions. Yeah, and it's a small role, so it's yeah. not even like it's not like an outside. He's not one of the leads. Right. He's very much a supporting character, mm-hmm. and he's not the star of the show in any way. But he puts in a performance that steals. <laughs> like in every scene he's in, your eye is never on anybody except him. Mm-hmm. He plays a guy called Blaine. Blaine is kind of like a bleach blonde. He's a gay. He's a young gay guy. Mm-hmm. He is very kind of. Uh, you know, the nineties were a very special time. <laughs> but he plays this character as. Kind kind of flamboyant and a little bit calm. Come to think of it, Valmont, he's probably telling you the truth. I mean, the man can barely write out a grocery list, let alone a letter. What was I thinking? You know, at one point, he's kind of like wearing like a short um, robe and he's filing his nails in bed. And it's just like, oh, we get it. We know what you're trying to say. There has to be a better, whatever, easier way of transmitting whatever you're trying to kind of transmit. But Mm -hmm. Blaine is iconic. He has like wonderful little asides. He's clearly incredibly smart. You can see he has already figured out that the whole game of life is rigged. And he is already kind of like, all right, well, let's just get into it where we can. Like that whole, his whole ethos is get in where you fit in. Mm -hmm. And Blaine has mastered that shit. And that character again I don't think he has more than 10 minutes on screen maybe 15 right and yet you're kind of like no I remember Blaine yeah I remember Blaine like it's almost like I went to school with him oh Blaine yeah I know him he's just he's a really good actor and Mm -hmm. this is another fine example but for me the next big thing that he did post Dawson's Creek which is you know Dawson's Creek ended in 2003 Mm -hmm. and then he didn't he kind of was doing some TV some film and then he came back to TV in a big way five years after Dawson's Creek ended when he played Peter Bishop in Fringe now right I love that show I know Mm -hmm. you have not watched Fringe not in a way that was consistent you haven't seen a lot of it yeah I I think I stopped watching it before he became, um, I don't know, from the way people talk, a romantic interest. Yeah. I think I stopped because people say that there's like some tension or something that happened. There's like a love story somewhere. It's one of the greatest love stories of all time. Yeah, I stopped watching it before it got to that point. That's entirely fair. It was kind of, I think it took a while for Fringe to find its feet. So Mm -hmm. it kind of started out as kind of like supernatural. And then it was like, "Mm, no. And then it kind of settled in by the second season. The first Mm -hmm. season, it was kind of doing case of the week shit. I think I stopped watching it because it was... um, so derivative of X-Files and I felt uncomfortable with that. That seems entirely fair. It kind of found its feet in a very big way. The second season is when it really settled into itself and began, you know, thinking about a much larger story behind the X-File kind of thing. And then by the third season, which I think is its best season ever, Mm. it kind of really, that's when it kind of like really spread out and kind of like man spread it all over the place. (laughs) Like we know who we are and kind of like really took over. And yeah, he kind of evolved. He was at, at the beginning, he's kind of like an angry son with good reason right and then he kind of evolves into something a little bit more complex and then a lot more complex and then there were all these details that just make him this incredibly rich character Mm -hmm. he's playing opposite an amazing cast like everyone is pulling their weight everyone is doing amazing and he in particular is just delivering these quiet performances because you you know you're competing with this flamboyant father his father Walter Bishop is Mm -hmm. like this kind of like you know he's he's a stereotypical kind of mad scientist whatever that means in culture Um, his his um, the woman who is his love interest played by Anna Torv is kind of like this tortured uh, kind of investigative genius but she has like a dark past and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of difficult to kind of not to throw in another element because it's kind of like eh, there's already so much happening right. and he takes the smallness and he makes it big mm. and it's quite the trick because by the end of it you're just kind of like I'm all in Peter he does these he cries so beautifully yes oh my gosh you know we love a good crier Ugh. Ugh. yes I just, I want to weep with him. (laughs) And he makes it, um, how can I say this? Um, 
we were just talking. Uh, we were on a live show with one of our colleagues, um, Eamon Ishmael. He has a show called Man Up, and we were on his live show recently. Subscribe. He's on Slate. Yes. <laughs> and we were talking about um, men and crying and masculinity and things like that. And I think that what Joshua Jackson does, his characters... Um, largely are guys guys or like something along those lines right and so when he has to cry he does it in that very I don't want to cry man kind of way but then he is vulnerable and it's beautiful and he just kind of lets it go I actually disagree a little bit on the him being a man's man I think Mm. Joshua Jackson the actor Pacey Peter all the other characters he's played I think they are very good friends to women. But I think you're right about the crying always looking incredibly real. He always looks as though he has weighed the situation. Mm-hmm. And if he's crying, there's something to cry about. Yeah. It feels really kind of like I'm letting this shit out because yeah. he understands on a fundamental level that holding it in solves nothing. Yeah. And so I just really, I love watching him cry. I think he... He doesn't do that thing where he's kind of like biting his jaw and he's kind of clenching and trying to keep it in. He's kind of like, listen, I'm emotional. And then he has that moment and he does this really great thing, which some of my favorite actors, when they cry, <laughs> they do this. Their eyes well all the way up. Yes. Before the tears start yes. falling. <laughs> and there's something in the build up. I, I don't, I, I don't, tears don't turn me on. I'm just saying that when a man's eyes are full and you're just kind of like, blink, motherfucker, blink. So yes, they fall. Yes. That for me, it turns out is kind of a kink. That's what I mean when I'm like, he has to like, he lets it build up and then he breaks free, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. And, and maybe I don't mean a guy's guy, but I guess because I'm thinking of the way that his characters tend to use sarcasm and wit right. to keep people at a distance uh-huh. and it, it gets right onto the edge of, you know, frat boy again that we've, you know, kind of talk about with other characters. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about. Right. Like, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of an asshole. And many of his characters are kind of assholes. Yeah. And so... Um, which I think is more of a, you know, I think men appreciate that more than women do. Yep. So that's, that's <laughs> but um, Joshua Jackson crying, yes. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful the way he just, like you said, lets it build up and then yeah. it's, it's all, he just lets go. It feels like a metaphor for something else. I'm just Listen. gonna, <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna say what we're all thinking, but it's Ooh. beautiful. If you're looking for that kind of, yeah, that emotional payoff, I think. If you haven't seen Fringe, get thee to a streaming service mm-hmm. and just just bask in it. Because I also think, again, we spoke about his talent as a child actor, mm-hmm. as a teen actor, as a you know young man. The wonderful thing about watching Joshua Jackson is that in real time, you can see him getting better. He's getting more nuanced. Yes. He's adding life experience yes. to the performances so that by the time they come out, you're kind of like, yes, I see growth. It's not that he was a bad actor. Right. It's that he's getting better. Right. And it's wonderful because he's not an actor who is ever going to be a straight up movie star. Mm -hmm. He actually is an actor who is acting like there is, you know, he's doing kind of solid meaty work that isn't just flashy or beautiful and big. He's doing real. And you can see you can see the development of skill. You can see him kind of really leaning into these roles. And, you know, I mentioned before, he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of bulked up. He's no longer that slender, beautiful boy. And he, in seeing that, you think, oh, yeah, like he's playing fathers and shit. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you yeah. should be. Mm. 
he's playing old married man now. Old married man. Um, which makes me think of uh, his next big thing, which uh-huh. was The Affair. Uh, all right. And, okay. I Again, another show that I did not keep up with. Same, Nicole. But I really wanted to because yes. Joshua Jackson was amazing. Yes. In that show, Joshua Jackson's character, Cole, uh, his wife is having an affair. Yes. And we look at the ways that affair affects everyone around them and their small town, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what I really liked about Cole, beyond how handsome oh he God. was. I mean, Nicole, he the first instance that we see of him is him arriving on a horse. Listen. <laughs> and like his beard. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um but Joshua Jackson as Cole very like just a tight wire. You yes. don't know if you pluck it, you don't know if you're going to get the anger or the sexy. You know, like yeah. he was so um controlled and then when things exploded, yeah. You're just like what is about to happen? He was so, it just, and Joshua Jackson, even though, oh, he was just so in control of that character. He was. And I really wish that the, the writing had been better. I just wish that they knew more of what they wanted to do with the story. So it felt to me like somebody had a really wonderful idea. We're going to play with memory. We're going to look at, you know, stuff from multiple perspectives and blah, blah, blah. And you were like, great, great, great. Oh, that's it. And I think that was my problem with it. Like, mm-hmm. I went in and I was, like, I was anticipating bigness, like yeah. big whatever. And in the end, I was like, eh, I like maybe two people here. And yeah. I'm compelled by maybe two people here and everything yeah. else. I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of potential in the show. And I would say the bulk of its success really does lie with Cole. Yeah. Because I, too, did not keep up. But there was something about him. Livewire is such a great way to think about it. He looked like he was like, it looked like if you touch him, you'd get sparks yes he looked like he was bristling with energy yes <laughs> and there's something whenever he would turn his gaze and look down the camera or look at whoever and you'd be like what does that feel like <laughs> just as an idle thought in your mind like oh oh i see mm. there's something about him and he's he's kind of wild he's kind of unfettered yes yes and that's deeply attractive i think you know at the beginning of the show we learned that they've gone through a really horrific loss mm-hmm. um And so they're working their way through quite a bit of anger and a bit of, you know, repression. Things are really not good for them. And then it manifests in these, you know, sometimes disturbing, often very sexy. I mean, in the first in the very first episode, there is a very particular scene that involves the hood of a car. And I, I, I can't even finish my sentence. It's just a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. The first time I watched it, I was like what kind of show is this and i felt like i felt like everybody's auntie well this is dirty but it's 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 really compelling like beyond the sexy yes and what really pulled me in for the little bit that i was there was this idea of who would cheat on cole yes you know you're not the only one who had that thought nicole (laughs) and no not at all his castmate dominique west um in an interview was like how could he who could, who would deny uh, Joshua Jackson? You know, sometimes on Twitter, um, somebody posts a photo of someone and someone quote tweets it and they just write a very simple sentence, which is a man. Yes. And it's kind of like, fill in the blanks, lady, that's on you. <laughs> There's something about looking at Joshua Jackson as Cole 
that makes me go into Twitter mode and kind of go, ugh, a man. A man. There's yes. just something there. Yes. He's very good in it. He's good in so many things. That's yes. the thing. And like, he's not just uh, a film and TV actor. No. He's been on Broadway. Mm. In a play that we saw separately. We yes. saw at different times. Yes. Um, the play is Children of a Lesser God. So... It, Children of a Lesser God is mm-hmm. an old play by uh, Mark Meadoff. Uh, it was a Tony Award winning uh, play back in the day. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it's about it's about a very specific time in American history. It's about uh, deafness and deaf people and their rights. It's about a love story. It's about all sorts of things. And I mean, I went to see it because obviously it was Joshua Jackson. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, this feels like a slightly outdated play to bring back. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's mm-hmm. fine. Whatever. I bought my ticket. I yeah. went along. In the end, the, the show closed a little bit early. It didn't do the things that they wanted it to do. It was kind of sad for that reason. Yeah. But I will say this. <laughs> Joshua was fantastic in the play. Yes. <laughs> like, he was so good. I understand that he learned uh, American Sign Language for it. Right. Um, and he is fantastic. He's just this, again, what we were saying before, a natural performer. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, like, the, the the play involves him kind of sometimes talking to us, the audience, or gesturing at us. And it's very easy to kind of, when you break a fourth wall, it's very easy to kind of uh, get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And kind of miscalculate, miscalibrate, you know, I'm in theater, I'm acting. And it's kind <laughs> of like, okay, we get it. And I say this as a playwright, I don't want theater people coming for me. I am myself of the theater. Let's all calm down. <laughs> but I remember going and kind of thinking, I hope he manages to kind of like navigate that. And he does. And his co-star, Lauren Ridloff, was fantastic. Yes. They had such chemistry. The chemistry was so clear yes. from my nosebleed seats. <laughs> it was great. And then, you know, I go to the stage door. Yes. Yes, yes. And then he sees me and he sees me. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. he notices me um, and he is very attentive. And the eye contact, I have, I cannot, I still do not know if I have ever had that kind of eye contact with anybody else in my life. Right. Just powerful. Yes. And his hair. We haven't really talked about the physicality of Joshua Jackson. His hair was this curly, sweet, like, cloud on his head. (laughs) Yes. It was a little must. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I... What do you, what do you need from me? So I had a similar experience <laughs> where I was at stage job with my friend. We had both you know seen the play. And we were waiting out there, and it was a bit of a you know a chilly evening. I had my little jacket on. Yeah, he gets to me and my friend. Um, I kind of present it to him the the playbill, and I'm like, oh, that was a wonderful performance. I'm such a fan of yours. Have been for so long. <laughs> He's trying to sign. The pen doesn't work. He goes, oh, do you have another one? And so I give him my pen, and he he kind of signs it. And and then he stops and again the attention and he goes, so Where's your accent from? And I was like, Joshua, it's from London. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, I thought so. It's a really good accent. And I was like, Thanks. And again, I don't do normally I'm um I'm not necessarily uh the first person to make a move ever. Mm. But I remember having a very strong urge to kind of be like, hey, Joshua, do you want to get a drink? Listen. Because I kind of looked at him and I was like, bro, are we seeing each other right now? Yes. And my feeling was, yeah, we were. Now, of course, of course, 
take it with a pinch of salt. Exactly. I was feeling what I was feeling. Who knows? He's probably kind of like, oh, for God's sake, another, right. another one. Right. But I, listen, I will go to my grave believing that Joshua Jackson saw me. And we took a photo. And in the photo, first of all, you can count every single one of my teeth. Like, <laughs> I am grinning with e- 32 motherfucking teeth. They're just yeah. all out. I'm wearing this jacket. My hair's up in like a little ponytail and I am grinning ear to ear. And he's next to me and he's smiling. I posted the photo on, on Twitter yeah. and I said something like, you know, I just want to point out that this, doesn't this photo look like a save the date photo <laughs> that you'd put on the card? That was one iteration. The other was, don't we look like the couple that gives away full-size candy bars at Halloween? <laughs> That's us. They're gonna be like, oh my god, that's Josh from Bim at the end of the at the end of the drive. They uh, do this every year. Like he just looked like I, I'm not again. God bless him and his many endeavors. But yeah. I like to believe truly that you know he's, in his personal life, which we you know we're not gonna dwell on. Right. But he's currently seeing uh, an actor called Jodie Turner Smith. Right. Who is a black woman? She's a black woman, and I just want to say you're welcome, Jodie. <laughs> I just want to put that on the table. You're welcome, sis. Joshua Jackson, listen, if you listen to this episode or just see people talking about it on Twitter, because we do see that you are active on social media, mm-hmm. please know you have an open invitation to That's come it. on the show. That's it. Um, and if you're not able to come on the show, you can just, you know, take me and Bim out for uh, a steak dinner. <laughs> I don't know, you know, um, respectfully. Yeah, of course. Hey, we'll, we'll be here. Listen, I'm I'm open to all the all, all the avenues. Uh, Nicole, I have just one more thing to say to you before yes. we wrap this up. <laughs> I remember everything. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Bam. I'm still sweating. <laughs> we have survived somehow. I mean, did we? Are we sure this isn't just like a an echo or a remnant? Oh, oh God. God, Joshua Jackson, man. Just um, there are so many possibilities and plans yeah. in my in my mind's eye. They've been yeah. brewing for a very long time. Yeah, um, <sighs> and that's why we have fanfic wars. That's literally why. <laughs> this is, feels like the exact reason this entire segment was created. So that we can write them down and, uh, you know, everything's all nice and safe and yeah. sweet. And then move on with your life. Yes. Kind of like, all right, and close that chapter. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you're doing this week. I'm, Joshua is so um, important yeah. in terms of my first development. Yes, yes, I understand. Right, and he was perhaps the first example of understanding that the lead guy isn't always the guy that is worth your time. Mm. Oh, message! <laughs> That really touched me. <laughs> Nicole, they call me a philosopher of thirst. And I'm out here philosophizing, bitch. I'm just saying. That was one of the <gasps> finest examples in yes. my young life of kind of like, huh. Not yes. only is this Dawson's Creek, like they've named it after this fucker. Right. But he is not the guy. Right. He ain't no, never been the guy. Never. And it's so interesting, the idea of a Trojan horsing the the the, the correct person in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not new. Right. But that for me was a very illustrative first example of kind right. of like, listen and listen well, Bim. Mm-hmm. The person that is in front of your face is not always the person that you should be looking at. It's right. not always the obvious choice. Mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. that end, I have recreated uh, a scene in my mind's eye. <laughs> 
I, when I think about Joshua, I think of myself as a more youthful person. Mm, okay. Right? So I basically took my one-sided love affair with Joshua Jackson mm-hmm. and kind of pretended, shout out to fiction, that we had been in this dance for longer than we have been. Oh, okay. Joshua I has see. no idea I exist. Right. That's fine, though. But, but in fanfic, we're friends. Yes. We've been doing this yes. dance. Anything is possible. Anything. Man. Shout out to Boundaries. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to get into it. Are you ready, Nicole? I'm ready. Okay. He found me outside in the central corridor. My heels kicked off, my back against the wall. I turned my face briefly when I heard his footfalls approach, but I already knew it would be him. I'd recognise that specific cadence of his walk, always crisp, never shuffling, anywhere. My dress had hiked itself higher when I'd sunk to the floor earlier. Joshua paused over me, a large but benevolent shadow, and gently nudged my thigh with the tip of his boot. I raised my head to look at him through an exaggerated squint, and he took the hint. He squatted to meet my eyes. The familiar crinkles at the corners of his dislodged an involuntary sigh from my diaphragm. His face had been familiar to me for a decade and a half now, first as friends, and then as something much more, and each new year revealed something new to me. Tired of reminiscing, He tilted his head back to the hall we'd exited and sort of rolled his eyes. A little bit, yeah, I replied, thinking about our university friends still in there, talking about new children, new jobs, old divorces. I motioned for him to join me, back against the wall, and he obeyed in an instant. When he was settled, he traced his forefinger over my knee in no specific pattern. You missed a scintillating recap of Naomi's divorce proceedings, he said mildly. You'll never know who got the dogs. Naomi did, I said. When he raised an eyebrow, I flashed him a quick grin before continuing. She showed me the pics in the toilet earlier. (laughs) Detective Ado on me solves another case. He gestured to a non-existent audience as I bowed my head with false humility. But she's also tired, yes? His hand smoothed my dress before resting on my stomach for a longer than normal beat. I covered his hand with mine, and we smiled wide at one another. Everything was still so new, but it had never been better. (laughs) That hand on the belly. Bitch. Is it a baby? Who can say? (laughs) He can practice. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Mr. Jackson, I am so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, Nicole. Yes. How are you feeling? I am feeling uh, okay. Yeah? Yes. I'm going to take a sip of water. All right. And then I'm going to, I'm just going to read. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) I pulled back the shower curtain to reach for my towel, but it wasn't on the rack. Instead, Joshua stood holding it, waiting for me. (laughs) Bitch. My lady, he said, dipping into a courtly bow. Oh, I like this, I replied, smiling as I stepped into the spread of cotton he held. I immediately turned to him, eyes wide. Did you warm this up? I squeaked out. Of course I did. I'd hate for such precious skin to catch even the slightest of chills. Shut up. He winked at me and ushered me into the bedroom, which was lit by candles only. He indicated I was to sit on the edge of the bed, and he grabbed another large towel and began patting my arms and back dry. (sighs) He lowered himself to the floor and raised my right foot into his lap. He scooped a small portion of cocoa butter into his hands and met my eyes. He rubbed the lotion over my foot and ankle, working his hands up my leg, his eyes never leaving mine. 
His finger reached my knee and I opened my legs, giving his hands room and permission to keep moving up and up. And he tucked a smile away as he avoided my thigh and turned to my left foot to begin the soft torture all over again. This time, just before he reached my thigh, he sat back on his haunches and asked, can you please stand so I can get to the rest of you? I stood and let the towel wrapped around me fall to the floor. For a second, he forgot his game and his eyes danced over me. He took in a quick, quiet breath. I reached out to him and cupped his cheek gently, tilting his face to look at me. We were silent for a moment, reading the outcome of this play in each other's eyes. I gave him a soft smile, the smile I give him each morning when I realized the night before was not a dream. Finish your task, I whispered. All right. <laughs> sure. Oh, boy. Why not? Yeah. Fantastic work this week. <sighs> Thank you. I mean. Um, wow. I need a cigarette. I mean. I, I need uh, some whiskey. Neat. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Joshua Jackson, please come to the studio. <laughs> I mean. Wow. Wow. We. So yeah, there there it is. We have provided two very different options uh, for fanfic wars this week. One drabble in which the two people were wearing clothes and another drabble where one of us was not wearing clothes. Um, <laughs> choose your poison. Pick whichever one tickled the foof. And we will, uh, I mean, honestly, the poll matters, but it doesn't matter. We always win. Um, exactly. There are no losers. It's just, it's all fanfic fabulousness right just writing this is a prize uh, is a prize enough all right thanks <laughs> thanks head teacher perkins um but we'll pull up the poll on our twitter which is at thirst aid kit and you get to pick which one and uh yeah send us your own drabbles should you wish to does joshua ignite a very specific fire in you well let's talk about it send us your drabble and the email address is thirstaidkit at slate.com and if we like it we might could read it on the air okay let me go drink a bottle of water and put my head under the tap. I am overheated. Yeah, I need <laughs> I need some ice. <laughs> Thursday Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Nicole Perkins and Vim Adelunmi. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at First Aid Kit, and we are at Bimadew, that's B-I-M-A-D-E-W, and Tennessee Whiskey Woman, that's T-N, Whiskey with an E, Woman. Plus, we're on Tumblr at firstaidkitpodcast.tumblr.com. If you send a question, even anonymously, we might answer it. Some of you Thirst Buckets live tweet your listen every week, and we want to let you know that we see you and we appreciate you. If you want to join them, please use the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D, or you could write us an email containing your thoughts at thirstaykit at slate.com. If you want to use our first sommelier service, just send us a short, and we mean no longer than a minute, message. The number is 510-984-4778. That's 5109-THIRST. Non-US Thirst Buckets can send us a short voice note via email at thirstaykit at slate.com. You can find all of our episodes and links to listen at slate.com slash podcast slash thirst aid kit. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, please thirst responsibly. And that means headphones with some refreshments. And if you like, with friends. Bye. Bye. 
I don't like to say I met him, you know, because it's not like a real... No, it's not organic. Yeah, right, you know. <laughs> you just, stood outside his place of work and you're right. like, hi! Hi, <laughs> notice me, sign my shit. Um, 